0: Life Audio.
1: Welcome to my show. Good to be here. Dave. I have I'm, Miss. i so Tim. Dissing. Our show is all about overcoming life's challenges. Overcoming adversity. But first, allow me to tell you about my guest, Miss Miela. She was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, attended Virginia Commonwealth University for a short time in the arts department, then made her way down here to Virginia Beach. She had her first child, Noah, in 1996, then her second, her daughter, Sky, in 1999, after the ending of her 22-year marriage, losing her husband home and one of her Children to divorce, Kim began her spiritual journey because she was stripped of everything that she knew and forced her back into the workforce. The beauty industry is where she landed and has never looked back. Today, Kim has her own business. yes, she is an entrepreneur. I'm all about that. She is a master microblader. That sounds very bamboo. <laughs> this gives her the opportunity and she is empowered to pray over women as well as counsel them during their appointments. She says that, quote, being in her own space allows these women a chance to be raw and real and a salt. In a safe place, Kim has found her purpose. Five years ago today, she attended in a an church. Pentecostal church. Having no idea how much that would change her life. It set her on a path to go deeper into her spiritual journey that she craved for so long. But lacked for her entire life. Today, she stands now just a mother of two, but stepmom mom to three. You a full house. Yes, they have five kids together. She is happily married to her best friend Nick, who is amazing. A lot it. she prayed for her and her husband Nick, and God answered abundantly.
0: Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410.
1: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. My goodness, Kim. Yeah. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Now,
1: let's go back to how you got here from Richmond. So, I was born in Richmond.
0: My family, too, all of us, we lived, like, miles from each other. It was a big, big, you know, family, and we just moved here when my son was two weeks old. My ex-husband got a job, and we moved here, and it was really hard to leave family with a newborn. But, But, you know, we made it work, and a great place to raise a family, and we've—I've been here ever since.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, you liked it here. I mean, you stayed. You're still here.
0: I did like it here. I do like it here. But I do. My heart is in Richmond. I have to say, I'm a city girl. I feel. So, I'm always asking Nick, "Can we please just buy a house there? He's a he's a beach boy. He likes to surf. So, that's not going to happen.
1: Oh man, and so who knows what the future will bring? You
0: yeah. never know. We we talk yeah. about different things, and depending on where the kids go and what their future holds, is probably how how we're going to do. Well,
1: so. it's close enough. It's not that far away.
0: It's not that far. Yeah, it's not that far. But Nick loves to surf, so we head down to the Outer Banks. Past that area, he was grew up in partially in the Outer Banks because his grandmother had a house there. So. He always went there to surf and he loves it. So that's where he'd like to end up. So we'll see. Okay.
1: We'll see. So, so you spent some time at BCU.
0: I did. It wasn't very long, I'm gonna tell you. But it was the art program that I got into it was accepted. It's it's pretty hard to get into. But I've always loved art. I've always loved art, just creative in all different ways. You know, I drew, I wasn't the best drawer. But I always sketched and drew and I just loved to create. I created like clothing. I always made things that no wow. one else had or just was be- I was kind of in the punk scene when I was a teenager. So artists oh, are different. Yeah, yeah. So I've always liked anything that's different. Still the same. I'm I haven't changed okay. in that way. You know. If it looks like wow. everybody else, it's not for me. See, yeah. oh, you know what? Yep, <laughs> that's
1: who I am. I I didn't use the cowboy at all.
0: That's, hey, that's what I'm saying. Um,
1: so, wow, you know.
0: So, yeah, I started out, you know, kind of going there, didn't finish. I was actually in a relationship with someone that was just not really the that's best for point. me at the time, and it just it, it wasn't very supportive. And I kind of walked away from that, and then I went into I was a hair I started doing hair stylist stuff I was went to cosmetology school you know received another another creative you know creative outlet and got married and then had my son pretty young we moved here and just was how old were you I was 25 when I had Noah yeah okay so we moved here and I I didn't know anyone so we just I just did a stay-at-home mom thing just did that. Didn't really know anyone. Everybody was a military wife, so you know, didn't really have a connection, so pretty pretty much by myself. And then we had my daughter two and a half years later. Sky. Wow. So yeah. there you are. There I am.
1: So let me ask you this. Before you found God, found Jesus on your spirituality mm-hmm. how did you handle stress like back, I'm assuming when you had your your first family mm-hmm. so was closer, huh?
0: so in the beginning of our relationship we weren't connected to any churches or anything once the children got older I thought oh, we probably need to have them involved in a church so that's when we decided to join a church I always craved even as a teenager a relationship with the lord i didn't i wasn't raised in church and my best friend was and man i would see she had in her room she was very creative as well and she had scriptures like graffiti painted all over her walls and i just thought man who is this that she you know puts these scriptures on her wall and abides by them and and believes in them so I always craved it. I was interested, intrigued, yet scared of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as the kids got older, I said, let's get into a church. We did. I still didn't feel a connection. I still didn't feel like I had a close relationship with. It was distant. And I knew he existed, but I didn't feel anything with that. So dealing with issues or dealing with anything, it wasn't good. I mean, I would deal with it by yelling, arguing, you know, just didn't handle things very well because I wasn't prayerful. I didn't pray. I didn't think about it and just reacted.
1: So you said, I think you said you, you, just you and the kids just went to church
0: well their father was involved as well but he yeah so we would go to church as a family we did but it was definitely i felt like you know he worked in the audio section so we were you know i would sit in the pew alone a lot with the kids or either they'd be in children's church but that was that was fine but i just didn't feel a connection there it was The sermon would be going on, and I'm thinking, you know, what are we doing after this? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. What's next? Mm -hmm. And I knew it just wasn't where I needed to be. I needed something deeper. Okay. So for years, I just, I guess I would go Sundays, do that one hour, walk away, never think about it again until Sunday came. Does that make sense? I didn't live it.
1: Mm -hmm. I understand.
0: So that was. But now
1: it's totally different.
0: Absolutely. My life has totally changed. I connected in a way where when you have a situation happen that brings you to your knees, you lose everything. You kind of can't do anything but look to the Lord. So I I just had to. I just remember feeling like I I can talk to people all day my mom my best friend people all day but they're not going to heal my heart like Jesus could and so I I was forced at that point to literally give him everything and say I just I can't do it I can't do it and so I started on that journey and that was probably 12 years ago I'm thinking and I started it and got into it. I had a very, I had an elderly friend. She was amazing. She kept me in the word. She would pray with me. She would call me and just give me the, all the scriptures, the words I needed to hear to heal my heart. She was a big vessel for that, for me, because I wanted the, the, the feel. Jesus is right beside me, but I just couldn't feel it. And she was that vessel that connected me. And that really started me on the journey of knowing he's real and he's really right beside us at all times. That's what you needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That was your go to. Yes. For stress. It's so interesting what you just said a minute ago was when you're going through all this stuff, you said all you knew was to give it all to God. Yes. So many people don't recognize that have no idea. No. They resort to other things, alcohol and drugs.
0: Yes, they violence. do. I mean. Yeah. I never, I never, I never turned to that because personally for me, I have an addictive personality and I was afraid if I start something, I'm going to love it. So I don't want to do it. I was, I always had that fear because I I knew I had an addictive personality. So I would never, ever try anything because I just knew I would love it. So I just never did so i always had that discernment and i just said you know what i'm not going to turn to those things good for you suicidal i mean there were times when i thought i can't do this i don't want to do it anymore i mean when you have pain that's every minute seems like a year and you just feel like what you know and like i said i wouldn't turn to to alcohol or drugs so what did I have? I had Jesus. And that's what I did. And I immersed myself in the Bible and just 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 found myself alone a lot and just reading, studying, surrounding myself with people that loved the Lord and just letting them pour into me.
1: Wow. This is so like, it's it affecting me what you're saying, because I used drugs and alcohol, like, the way your attitude was toward, was, mm-hmm. I like that because I'm going like, to get addicted to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Coming up, I said something similar. I said, I will never do anything that's going to control me or take my body over. And I can't, mm-hmm. I just won't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. But I did anyway, and I went down this rabbit hole oh it was dark
0: yeah yeah it is dark
1: let me ask you this so how how what's your recommendation or what do you tell someone like myself other other women who had my perspective
0: well with my so that want to turn to drugs or alcohol is that what you're asking? so obviously if you feel like you want to turn to that and when these situations where everything's ripped from you and i know people going through it right now i mean i just worked on a client yesterday you know and and there are things that are medicating her her feelings um and i tried to t- i tried to talk to her so i mean obviously it's a bandaid it's a bandaid jesus is oh, yeah. not a bandaid jesus is going to be there to get you through and out of the darkness Drugs, alcohol, it covers it for a moment, and then you pull that Band-Aid off if you try to stop or anything, and it just, it's demonic. That stuff is demonic. It gives you illusions that everything is okay, and it is a oh lie God. from Satan. Amen. It is a lie from Satan. So, you know, you take that pill so you feel numb. You take that alcohol so you feel numb or a drug. The problem is still there.
1: Glucolaryngel.
0: Yes, absolutely. And Jesus is the truth. He's the way. He's the light. So he's going to get you out of that darkness. If you just put every bit of faith in him, he will lead you out of that darkness. You've got to give him a moment. Did it happen fast for me? Absolutely not. But. I was smart enough to surround myself with a small group that was so had so much love for Jesus that they they built a wall around me. They weren't going to let me fall. Oh, my gosh. They were not going to let me, you know, believe the lies that Satan wanted to tell me. I mean, I was told I would never find anyone that loves me. Well, that was a lie. And so, you know. People, when they're married, like I said, I'm always one to try to go biblically. If you're married, unless there's adultery, you know, there there should not be divorce. I am a big fan of that. Of course, if someone is being abused, I would not say stay in that relationship. But I believe that if you stand for your marriage, you can sometimes fix it. If that person wants it as well, but two people have to want it.
1: That's everything.
0: It, and if it, yeah. if it's not there, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. So I am a big supporter of marriage and trying to make it work unless biblically it's, it's just, it's okay to get out of it. So, so my point is, you know, for couples that are having issues, things like that. You know, people want to jump out of it so quickly. And I mean, my marriage to my husband is, it hasn't been perfect, but what we were both willing to do is we loved each other to work on it. And we both, 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 we love Jesus so much that we know it's that, that important. And, and we've come a long way and it's an amazing journey with him. I have to say. Well, he's amazing. Hey. He's a good guy. He's a very he good guy. Is.
1: And people, I think, will understand, you know, what we see, like from other couples, like all we always see is the good, for the most part, mm-hmm. unless they're gotten crazy. It just yeah. It takes a lot of work. I mean, there's commitment. There's stuff that you got to do, you know, to make it flourish.
0: Yes, it's a lot. Found worship. God in it. Absolutely. That's the foundation. So I look at a marriage like a table. We are the legs. Our children are the top tabletop. We are the foundation. We how we live our life and show them is hopefully going to give them a one up to have a successful marriage. And that's where I want to be. I didn't have such a great situation with the first marriage. And There were things that I knew I needed to change for this marriage. And I have consciously really worked on that with myself and for him. And he, you know, and he as well, he had some things he brought to the table that we've had to work on. And we've had counseling, but done by a Christian based Christian based counseling. So that is something I suggest for people as well. I do not suggest just to counseling if you are a christian i would always suggest christian counseling it's you know biblically sound and they're going to always try to push for the marriages to succeed in a biblical way and i feel like people just think it's so easy to walk away and just get out of a marriage and i just don't always agree with that you know
1: could not agree with you more yeah definitely christian based
0: yes wow help yes
1: let me ask you this Mm -hmm. you were married for 22 years Mm -hmm. in your first age yes when did you know or suspect that things were going south
0: so i would say the last in my from my perspective i'm not saying he would agree but i would say from my perspective where we were two very passionate people love hard hate hard you know we didn't have jesus as the foundation and um i feel like the last few years we were not getting along and i just felt this distance and a disconnect and when that and it happens is so i i mean i only talk to women and get the woman's perspective i don't talk to men about it but they all have told me the same thing it's like this disconnect you're like Do they have something wrong with them? Is there a medical condition or what's going on? And so I feel like the last few years for sure was very volatile. And, you know, we didn't seek counseling per se. I mean, we tried. It was half hearted. It just wasn't really what we should have been doing, I guess. In the end, God has a plan and God did not have a plan for us to be together. And I know because the husband that I'm with now, I mean, he has come to the Lord because of meeting Skylar, meeting myself. And then he's gotten closer with Jesus. Now all of his kids have been baptized and they want to go to church. And it's just amazing because you don't see these things when you're, you're, you know, you're honestly really selfish because you want what you want. And you don't care what Jesus wants. You want what you want. What makes you happy at the moment. But when I look back. It wouldn't have made me happy. I mean. God knew who I needed to be what. God knows who you need to be oh, and what. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's so powerful. Absolutely. Because. We, we can think that we're supposed to be. On All- a certain path. A certain person. Yes. And i can personally attest to you know one of the relationships i was in it felt like really weird i should not be in this they're trying to flip it on me and i was like okay i'll just keep going nope
0: well like it says in that so it says in the bible right and you gotta be equally yoked and that is the truth it's a truth and that is the key that is the simple key when you find someone that is exactly where you are and yes. your beliefs, it's the most amazing. I mean, you know, my husband reads scripture to me every night.
1: I mean... That never would have happened before.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, you know, we don't do the morning thing. He's already gone. He gets up, goes to the gym, and then goes to work at night. We get in the bed, and he's like, you want me to read scripture to you? And I'm like yeah so it's just really sweet and it just makes me love him even more i mean he's just he just loves the lord and he is just constant in prayer he'll call me he'll text me telling me you know he's praying over the kids or whatever and just what a just a great example for my kids
1: i can't help to thank him um, you know just hearing you talk about this i hear Little nuggets about myself, yes. and regarding the space you're in, mm-hmm. the space I'm in. Yes, there's no way we get to where we are today with our previous partners. There's
0: Absolutely, no and we had to lose everything, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. You have to lose everything because that's when you turn. That's when you, when you're so desperate, you you can do nothing but turn to the Lord. Literally. And you might run and try to run and get away from him for a minute. But at some point, he's going to tap you on your shoulder real hard one day. And you just you're just kind of like, I can't I can't keep turning away. And when you surrender yourself to the Lord, man, all the blessings that come. And I mean, and, and I'm so proud of you. I mean, you you've come so far. You really have. And. I tell everybody about you i think everybody should listen to you you have a perspective from the a male's perspective i have the female perspective i'm always trying to i don't know how men look at things differently and so i can only give my perspective but it's really cool to see a man that can admit what he did i I think like i think i've told you i mean i would think that your exes are very proud of you for being able to stand up and say what you've done because as a woman that's very important and how do i know because my my mom and dad went through it and what my dad did for me because i came up with him having affairs i probably was 20 20 some years old we're riding in the truck and we're going fishing we always love to fish together something we always and he never said a thing about it. And then one day we were talking and he said, I just want you to know, I'm so, so sorry for what I did. I know it was wrong. I was so selfish. And that's what we need to hear. That's what heals us, here. you know. And yeah. so I am I know it has to make them feel at least you're sincere and you you know what you did and you are sorry for that. And, you know, and we have to forgive. Yeah. We have to forgive because no one's going to stand in my way of getting to heaven. I'm I'm going to forgive, you know, everyone. I mean, has there been anger or hate? Absolutely. But I wasn't where I am now. And just, you know, get, getting involved with this church. I mean, it. I was telling someone the other day, I've been to many, but the depth. I'm a pretty passionate person, I guess. So an intense. So for me to just go to a church where you sit and listen to the sermon, it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't feed me. I need intensity in the church. Yeah. I mean, I need to be able to stay what I want at church. Get up to go up to the altar. Pray for people. Put hands on. You know, I speak in tongues. I mean, I always knew that existed, and I had a best friend, the one with the scriptures, and I always wanted it. I was like, that is amazing. In the Bible, you know, it's a gift, and I wanted a gift. I wanted that gift. And going to this church, it's just, it is literally, it, it just feels the most powerful thing. And you, you, you crave it all week to get back in there, to feel that again, because wow. it is supernatural. It is not of this world.
1: That's fantastic. This is a great segue into my next thing, like, my next question. Yes, granted, I want to talk about how you felt, how it hurt you, how it affected kids. Microblading.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
1: It's, I mean, it gives you an opportunity to fellowship, right?
0: To Absolutely. Help. Well, I always tell, tell me about that. Yeah, so I always knew. That I wanted to work with women and empower women and just help them out. I tried the hair industry. It wasn't for me. And I had done makeup in the past. been a makeup artist, and so I'd done that as well. Of course, always anything creative, you know? And so I'd done a clothing line as well. I mean, that kept me afloat right after my, well, during separation into divorce. An amazing God story. I mean, I had a dress on bleach had gotten on it but I kind of designed some stuff once that happened I walk into this phone place to get my phone fixed and the lady that owned the boutique next door she was like where'd you get that dress and I said I made it and she said come talk to me when you're done and I went in there and she said if I write you a check right now will you go get those same dresses and do what you did and I did and from there i got connected to a boutique at hill yeah i got connected to a boutique at hilltop they wanted skirts dresses tops done in the way that i did it and i had a whole wall of my clothing it was called lit clothing lit coming from lit clothing from the light because i was finally feeling at peace and happy and it was an amazing journey that stopped because that particular boutique was sold and i went into you know at that point just getting like a regular job and so i put that on hold but people still ask me to make pieces i you know when we were in covid i was making those and selling them and it just brings me joy i really love it
1: where can we find
0: this So I, you can, my Instagram, I think it's Kim Dissy underscore Mihalop, if I'm not mistaken. I have some pieces. If you scroll down all the way to the bottom, you can see I have some in my salon where I work in my room, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little time consuming, so I, I haven't done it, but it's, it definitely brings me joy. So I did that for a while, but microblading came because I was doing hair and I wasn't feeling happy with that. I mean, I just felt like there's got to be more started seeing these women getting their brows done and on Instagram. And I'm thinking, well, that's like makeup and your tattoo artist. you put the two together. That's really cool. So went to school and I got a tattoo license. And so I do. You know, you can do eyeliner, you can do lips, you can do other things, I do freckles for people, beauty marks, things like that, but mostly brows. And it, because of COVID, everybody's wearing the mask, so everybody's brows are kind of, you know, the focus. So that really took off for me. It was a perfect time, and that's a God thing, you know, God's timing and open my own business and doing really well. I'm in a great location right off of Great Neck in Virginia Beach. And I absolutely love that I get to connect, make these women feel good about themselves. And it's therapy for a lot of women. I yeah. mean, they lay there for two and a half hours and open up. And one day it was really cool because I never try to talk about religion or politics or anything like that. I try, you know, as a business owner, you try to stay away from yeah. politics for. And hey, I, up. yeah. And this lady, I had, she was probably in her 60s. I was, I had done her brows the first session, usually come back for a second. And she, I asked her, well, she was laying on the table. I said, what kind of music do you like? And she said, mostly Christian. Well, I had something else playing at the moment, but I knew when she came back for a touch up that she'd be really cool with me listening to my music. And I needed it that day because I was broken that day myself. And God just really, you know, it's just amazing how he knows what you need when you need it all the time, all the time. I know it's crazy.
1: But you're more often than not. We either give it the stiff arm. We don't. Pay attention. We ignore it. Yes. We're just like so intent on doing it mm-hmm. our way.
0: Mm-hmm. And how's that work for everybody? Not usually good. Exactly. You know. I no. mean, I know because I have done it myself and pushed away. And when you completely re- just surrender, you see all these amazing things that just come together because He knew all of this. Like when you were created, He knew you were going to go through this and that. And all the things and how you were going to get to where you are. And you just sit back and kind of like, wow, it's just it's a it's like a movie. And you just kind of look at everything and how it was all knitted and weaved together. And I was broken there. But then, God, look at what you did here and look at you, who you connected me with and who I met and how that helped them. And it's just crazy. It's awesome. But it's crazy. It really is.
1: It is. If we just get out of our own way.
0: We gotta get out of our own way. Absolutely. Give it to Yeah. So that's and I love when you post things because yes, I come at it as a perspective of a woman who's gone through things and I have a testimony. I never want to offend or upset anyone. It's just my perspective and hopefully I can help someone. I mean I'm not trying to bash anyone. Over here. Yeah, I just wanna help women. That's my That's my purpose. I want to empower women. You You do. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope I do. Yeah.
1: Which is why I post too. You know, I'm afraid to talk about my grand. I don't tell everything. My mother told me easily.
0: I I keep some things back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, I'm not afraid to have that conversation because I was in a dark space.
0: So when you are in such a dark space and then you've come out of it don't you just want to shout it to the world and say i was there and because of him i am no longer there and you can have this too anyone can have this peace Absolutely. and light and coming out of such darkness that you felt right. like you were in this deep pit that you'd never get out of and that's a lie from satan everybody can everybody can get out so, of it everybody
1: the veil has been
0: Scales Ooh. off your eyes, right. the veil. Crazy. I know the. It's like you're you're almost like just floating. You're just. It's just so much weight took off. But I'm so glad that you uh-huh. had that, and sometimes you have to, you know, you he has to let you get so deep right. in it.
1: Well, that's how he does it.
0: Because you just won't listen, right? You just won't listen. And we want to do it our way. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'm telling you, I know.
1: Kim, I shudder at some of the things that I used to do and then I did. The person I am today is 100%, one
0: I waited. You turned away from that darkness. You turned yeah, your I, back on it.
1: I didn't know that I was in. Here's the thing I didn't know I was in darkness.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we like, but I, that, I thought it was okay. But that's a lie. Here's a Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. I know a pastor that was doing similar. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I just thought, hey, he's doing it. Do, must not be that bad. He's leading. Mm-hmm. Right? So the other part of that is I knew that I was looking. I was doing dirty, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing dirt. But we will look and look and look for affirmation Mm -hmm. from anywhere in order to keep doing the same thing over and that was it
0: yep and it is it's it's who surrounds you who surrounds you everything who you know and if they if they are into things that are dark and you are right beside them you're going to do the same thing i mean That's why I kept myself surrounded with people that would build that wall around me. I call it, I say, when I'm praying over people for protection, I'll say the blood of Jesus. I pray the blood of Jesus, the hedge of of protection, the wall wall of fire, the armor of God. I go through all of that. I mean, it is literally, it is literally, you cannot penetrate that when someone prays that over you. And I have people doing that. So if people are surrounding me, building that for me and interceding and standing in it when I can't, because I was too weak. With, with right? their angels. Right? Yeah. But see, yep. you were surrounded by people that were deceit, deceitful, deceiving. Yep. And that made you, and see, that's that's, that's Satan. That's a but, lie from the enemy. And he made, you know, you, you're you saying you knew a pastor.
1: With those demons.
0: With, can you imagine you're a man of God and you're doing these things. God is not going to be happy right? (laughs) and teaching you, you're innocently over here going, well, I think it's okay" because he's a pastor. And that's where people get really standoffish when it comes to being a Christian, too, unfortunately. But what people have to understand is, you know, Jesus doesn't care if you go to a church and this pastor is leading and doing It's your walk. So though though he's doing bad, right. if I'm in there, I'm looking for what is right. my relationship, what is my message. So always right. remember that. Had someone say to me recently, I won't go to church anymore. The person sitting next to me, they're going through divorce and they're always fighting and this person. And I said, well, how does that affect you and your relationship? Yeah. I mean, that has oh, nothing to like do with you. So... You know, so that's, that's a shame. I've, I mean, I fear God, so I want to do what's right for me and my relationship with Him. I don't look left or right. I don't look look at what everybody's doing. There you go. Yeah,
1: because they're being led by something else. Yeah. You know, they got their their demons that they're surrounded by.
0: Yep. And so all okay, we can do that. all we can do is pray for those people and just really pray for them and. You know, and I, and I'm even reading right now about, I just downloaded, I can send it to you, but it's about praying, praying, praying away mountains. Like, you know, in biblical times, they had a specific way that they prayed and I'm researching and kind of digging into that. And I'm telling you, Billy, I did it Monday. I started reading and doing the process that, you know, you have to humble yourself before the Lord. You have to envision him. You have to allow Not allow any hatred, animosity, or unforgiveness in your heart. So that's got to go. And I'm going to tell you, started doing that Monday, and by Tuesday or Wednesday, I saw the most amazing, miraculous things happening. Please send it to me. It was awesome. It was awesome. I was like, this is how you pray. I mean, I'm researching it. I know we can pray, but don't we always pray and want things like we want it? And that's not what you do. Like we have to praise them. We have to humble right. humble ourselves. That's number one. Yeah. So I'm like, that's what I'm kind of like, really digging into now and researching and and wanting to know, like, how did they do it in biblical times? I want to do it like that. You doing it? Because listen, look at what happened. I mean, look at Jonah and the whale. Look at you know David and Goliath and all these things. Where these little situ, these people were tiny. These massive things and they
1: shoot your back.
0: Yeah. So I wanna I wanna learn that.
1: This session is way better than the other two we recorded.
0: Oh good. Good.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, I mean for a number of reasons. It's you know, I think it's just flowing differently.
0: But listen, it's doesn't fun. God know? He knows.
1: Ah, he knows. See what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah, he's like, Look, this time you recorded the is trash. Yes. Do not Yeah. It's
0: like we're gonna do this a third time. And it's gonna be better. <clears throat> no we're just you know it's like a real conversation there's no script yeah. and we're just you know just literally going. going in the direction the lord wants
1: let me ask you this so women just props it with this, so happy to you proud of you amazed at all of the stuff you've been through and where you are today mm-hmm. and your whole family mm-hmm. is blessed beyond mission what you're doing daily is 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 in God's will.
0: Thank you so much. I mean, it has been so tough, but I always try to tell my kids, if I can't feed you something, take it to the Lord. He's gonna always have your back, and if, you know, and these kids know it. I mean, they know Nick and I how we we are hungry and thirsty for the word and we try to like instill that in them and we are seeing such i mean my son's getting back in church he's got a full heart for it he loves it sky i mean all of his kids like i said have been baptized and they're and it's just awesome to see it's just amazing it really is and you and
1: both I- have made an impact at, you know on your immediate family friends and outward
0: yes it's two of you yes i mean when you have people contacting you because they need prayer because something major is going on that just it just really makes me feel amazing because i'm like they really think i'm a prayer warrior and that's what i want to be you are i want to be that
1: and what do you have for our listeners as far as how to navigate out of similar paths that you face. not just with the relationship, but also business-wise, what do you tell our listeners? Is there a nugget or nuggets you'd like to share?
0: Well, first of all, you obviously need to stay in prayer. You need to keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Do not look left. Do not look right. He put it in there. It's a reason that it's there. If you start to get hear all this noise and all these things, if someone's left you and you've been married, or you know obstacles with your new business, you cannot listen to the lies. You have to stay focused. Surround yourself with people that are in the Word. Don't believe the lies. Do not believe that it would be better off if you were not here on this earth. Because I know I felt that way. In that world, yeah. Don't, that's a lie from Satan. It is not true. God gave you this life and things are going to be tough, but he doesn't give you anything you can't handle. It doesn't say it because he just wanted to throw it in there. That is the absolute truth. We can handle what we are given. And I'm I've been given a lot lately and I just know God's going to see me through it. And I'm telling you, God will see you through it. I mean, if there's anyone that you can reach out to, if there's a Christian counselor that you feel like you could talk to, a friend, I mean, reach out to me. You know, I will talk to anyone that is going through it. Absolutely. Definitely. But always know, bottom line, he created you. He's got your back. He wants you to be help. You know, he wants you to have all the things that your heart wants, and he's going to get you there. It might be some roadblocks, some mountains, some things, but you can't have, if everything was smooth, would you turn and look to him? Would you lean on him? No.
1: Kim, how ironic is us having this conversation right now? Oh, I know. I had probably some similar habits of your ex. Mm Mm-hmm like i live that yeah and
0: now (laughs) but look after the conversation i know but that's how god has paved our paths he knew all that was going to happen he knew when you and i met at that chicken wing place lindy's lindy's remember we were lindy's down there in red mill or whatever but yeah we met at lindy's i'm pretty sure who me you and my ex and maybe the kids At are lindy's
1: oh my gosh we had to talk about that
0: <laughs> but i'm saying god knew he knew all those years ago that oh things would happen Let's go about that and then we'd weave our way back because you, you know would have found god and i would have found god
1: i knew something was up when you came in my gym and you said you need some plants in
0: here. <laughs> I mean, I've got kind of, look, plants look. Do you see? Do you see her over there?
1: Oh my gosh, Yes. <laughs> look, the plants that you bought, well, I bought. they <laughs> went out and threw me back. <laughs> they're still here. They they used to be up in the on the ledge of the window. Now they're on the floor. They got some freaking big.
0: See, they bring life, right? It's oxygen, and you need it. And it's just you know you need that. Amen. Yeah.
1: This has been fantastic, Kim. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you so much and keep doing what you're doing I will, because you're really helping a lot of people. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too.
1: Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network they've got shows about prayer bible study parenting and much much more the content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives if we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world our lives will begin to reflect worldliness but if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of jesus